welcome back to another Paranormal Rabbit Hole, boys and girls. I'm your host with the most, Hunter, here to soothe you with my dulcet tones about the paranormal world that we live in today. Uh, I'm glad to be here, though, guys. It's awesome to be here. Glad we have such great listeners because you guys are killing it. You guys are rocking it, and I'm happy. I'm so happy. Thank you for being listeners. Thank you guys so much. But let's get moving. Let's get moving on tonight's episode. We got a good one for you tonight. But first, let me do this stupid preamble that I have to do with every single show. Go check us out on Instagram at the Paranormal Rabbit Hole Podcast. You can just type all that in. Look for our sign. Follow us there. Boys and girls, also, if you scroll down to the bottom of this page, drop a five-star walk away. Drop a review on Apple only because Apple seems to be the only one that has a review. Give us a review. Tell us how you feel about the show. And if there's anything you want us to talk about, you can uh, hit us up on that Instagram page and give us your ideas because I actually want to hear your ideas for a show or or for an episode or for or to talk about your own experience. Uh, I think that that's something interesting that I would like to move towards and we're working on ways to do that. So very, very excited. Also, I'm thinking about going on to uh, Instagram, uh, and doing some live shows on there. And, uh, you know, we can talk about your paranormal experiences and I can give you my two cents about them. And, you know, what I've learned over the years of kind of studying and, and witnessing paranormal stuff myself. Um, I'm not an expert, but I'm just another ear and another opinion. So, you know, and, and here's the thing, honestly, I'm going to get very, very brutally honest. Anyone out there that tells you they're a paranormal expert, man, I, I, you can be a, an expert, but good God, there's so much that just keeps changing that. I honestly don't think any of us can call ourselves experts. <coughs> Excuse me. Ugh, that one kind of hit me hard. I was like, uh, 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 fighting it, you know? Um, but, I, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I'm just saying brutally honest because things keep changing. We get new technologies that help us, you know, learn more about the paranormal in the world around us. And also, you know, stranger things are going on around the world, like strange lights and sounds and governments revealing that UFOs may be real. And now they're UAOs or whatever weird name they changed them to. I can't, I can't do it. I can't change the name. It's UFO. Come on guys. What is it? A, a UFA or a USA unidentified soaring object or so flying or an unidentified anomalous object a uao ufo unidentified flying object or U, uh, uap unidentified aerial phenomenon i don't know that was weird i'm gonna stop or try because it it bugs me the more i try to search for because i'm like you know what i don't want to look for this because it's ufo we all love the word ufo it's fun ufo UFO. See, it's just easy. It's smooth. It's like a good bourbon. It's smooth. Very smooth. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we, we got a lot of stuff that's been coming out recently. So, you know, where I figured let's just, you know, hold up on calling ourselves experts again, because we're getting a whole new set of rules now. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that's been going on that has a lot of similarities to uh, Skinwalker Ranch that I want to dive into on one episode. Um, but it's 
it's well it's a, it, it's yeah we'll do that in another episode i don't want to get into that this episode another episode ahead but there are some tie-ins to uh certain other phenomenon that are that are being recognized and and i'm excited very excited so uh moving on let's talk about today's episode this is a paranormal haunting and one that i'm hopefully going to check out very soon just to see the place itself um but this one's really cool and that's bobby mackey's music world so uh a lot of you might know bobby mackey's from uh like a haunting which was a show that came on i think id discovery or uh, discovery uh, discovery id what what it was the it was whichever one has all the the uh serial killers or not the serial killers but you know like i married a killer i married this bad person blah 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 uh it it was it came on that and it was a haunting and you know it's it was a great great little show really really neat um you you kind of had to spare your belief you had to uh you had to oh i can't even remember the word now uh but it it was like you had to you had to stretch your imagination and be like okay did you know did these events actually happen or are they just adding a little something in for dramatic flair right here um so you 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 went into it very skeptical uh you kept your skepticals on that's what i was looking for no that's not it but that was still pretty bad bad enough for me to say once um <laughs> skepticals jesus <laughs> anyways it's uh I, I mean just realistically some of it is probably fabricated for the tv show um which i would like to do a broader episode about like youtube and paranormal tv and its effect on the paranormal community um i would like to dive into that because that's interesting and, and it's interesting the effects that that stuff has had i mean we just had a I, I can't say a war, but it was more along the lines of a, you know, Zach Baggins was, you know, trying to get another show taken off the air. Uh, a lot started coming out about him, and then he kind of shrank back and was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing my show. And and a lot of people in the paranormal community don't like him as it is you know honestly they a lot of people are very, not big fans of his in the paranormal community because he's kind of like uh the ringmaster in a three ring circus to a lot of us so that's why he he has gone to bobby mackey's uh there's there's a synergy there's a reason i'm bringing all this up but uh he also has had effect on the paranormal through his TV show. So I would like to do that one day, but he's been to Bobby Mackey's. A lot of places have done Bobby Mackey's like a haunting. Um, and they showed, you know, basically what was going on. Like one event was his wife got pushed. Uh, there was a, a repair guy that kind of stayed there and he kind of lived in the, I think he lived in the basement or he lived above and was, you know, doing something but there was a basement level and he you know heard things and was i think he was 
pushed down. Like he was knocked off a ladder or something. If I, if I remember correctly, we're going to get into all this in just a second. Um, but it's, it's weird. It's a, it's an odd case. So this all takes place in, uh, Fort Thomas, Kentucky. It's this bar is in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. It's still open to this day. Very infamous. Um, originally in, I think it was a slaughterhouse in the beginning in like the 1850s when it opened up, it was used as a slaughterhouse. It was right by the train tracks and it was to describe where it is. It's like road, Bobby Mackey's train track, beautiful area. And it's, it's fort. Um, (coughs) 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 Woo. Fort Thomas, wow, I tried, sorry about that, Uh, Fort Thomas, Kentucky, good night, and that's, I think that's on the border with Ohio, so it's very close to Cincinnati, Ohio, Um, yeah, Um, it's in northwestern Kentucky, near Cincinnati, Ohio, Um, basically a big white building, kind of a blackish red roof uh, because, you know, you got to think the years have not been kind to that roof, even if it's been replaced, (laughs) you know, but it, it, it just settled there right in between a road and a train track. Very unassuming. I mean, it'd be convenient for the slaughterhouse to be right next to the train tracks because then they could, you know, use that to load onto the carts. Uh, So that's awesome. Very cool for that reason, because it's, it's a smart move for whoever built it there. So, but that was in the 1850s. So, they changed over time. Uh, Some people say it closed like a little bit, maybe 30 years after. Some people say it closed 40 years after. But they had basically shut down the building and cleared it out. And so when they had it, um, now in, in there, they used to throw like, they had a well that they would throw blood and guts into, and then they would just cover it up. <clears throat> and, and that's well, pretty freaking gross already. But then after it got shut down, think about that. There's probably still stuff rotting down there, uh, after they shut down. And then over time, of course, building gets used for uh satanic rituals now this is that's speculated that that took place shortly after it closed like maybe a year or two after big building abandoned yeah i can see somebody maybe i don't know about maybe not satan worshipers maybe hobos because it's near a train track and maybe somebody would sneak in there and they'd have fires and you'd see people and, you know, with blankets over them near a fire, they'd probably assume it might be a Satan worshiping cult in the, in the 1800s. Like this is, this is like Protestant church neighborhood. Not like, you know, this isn't Salem witch trials. This is more along the lines of, uh, cowboys. 
and uh, good church fearing religious folk that had, you know, been in the area for a while with, with families. This is coming in at the turn of the century, the 1890s, you know. Uh, it, it, you're going to have a lot of highly religious people in this area. It's the Bible belt, you know, <laughs> that's the Bible belt. Um, so it, it, it's always, you're always going to have that. Like, I mean, even with the satanic panic era, honestly, it was, it was basically super religious, you know, pushing. So it, it's not hard to think that maybe that could, that could be what somebody saw. They saw just a bunch of homeless people huddled around a fire, chilling out, waiting for the next train to come so they could hop on board. That's possible. I mean, I wouldn't put it past somebody being, you know, like, oh, man, what is that? Oh, Satan worshippers, run. And not thinking about it. Or because people do actually do that activity. It's satanic worship. You got to think, you know, empty building. That's advantageous. <laughs> I, I'll take advantage of that. Yes. So. Possible. Possible. Satanic cult meeting place slash place where people chill out for the night waiting for the next train. So, something to think about there. Could be either one. But let's talk about young Pearl Bryan. Uh, in 1896, uh, 22-year-old Pearl, 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 Pearl I cannot talk, Pearl Bryan, uh, a small-town girl from Greencastle, was murdered uh, and made headlines in the region due to her headless corpse, uh, which was discovered in a field two miles from the slaughterhouse. Pearl was pregnant and her boyfriend, Scott Jackson, a student at the Ohio College of Dental Surgery, urged her to come to Cincinnati where he could arrange an abortion. Um, Jackson and his roommate, Alonzo Walling, attempted the abortion themselves, but something went horribly wrong. And to cover their tracks, they put Pearl's body in an empty field and surgically removed her head so the body couldn't be identified. They would have gotten away with the cover-up if they hadn't left Pearl's shoes on her feet. While the gallows waiting to die, Alonzo Wailing vowed, while at the gallows waiting to die, Alonzo Wailing vowed to haunt the area forever. And Pearl's severed head was never discovered. Some speculate that Jackson had ties to a satanic cult. They could have used it in one of their dark rituals. In the basement of the building, or in an attempt to hide it where no one he thought well, no one would look, threw it in the well. I'm willing to bet either of those. Um, so automatically we have two things that have happened. Either satanic rituals or homeless people. So let's just go with, let's go ahead and stick with satanic rituals. So now we have satanic rituals and possible 
ties to a young dental uh, dental surgery doctor who is hiding or who had killed his girlfriend and used his her head in a satanic ritual or more than likely performed an abortion accidentally killed her cut her head off and threw it down the well either way murder with you know disposal of a head trauma ties spirit to the building uh that could happen or you know satanic ritual if you want to go that way i'm just giving you options because it's possible um but then it was demolished in the the slaughterhouse was demolished in the early part of the 20th century and the lot was perfectly empty until the 1920s when a new building was erected and served as a casino nightclub and speakeasy during prohibition uh, when it ended in 1933, E.A. Buck Brady bought the building and named it the Primrose. And after more than a decade of, a, of successful operations, his casino caught the attention of the Cincinnati mobsters uh, who tried to muscle their way into the operation. When Brady refused to sell, the violence escalated with fighting and threats to customers in the parking lot until Buck drew a gun on a mobster named Albert Red Masterson and was charged with attempted murder and left the casino business in 1946. So, probably a lot of violence, maybe some murder. Un, un, unknown murder, possibly. Already, right there. Um, so, there's something to think about. <laughs> then you have... Uh, In the 1950s, uh, the building was reopened as a nightclub in the Latin Quarter, and, and it was probably very big at the time. It was a dance hall, and there was a girl that was uh, was the club owner's uh, daughter. Excuse me. And uh, her name was Johanna. Uh, she fell in love with a guy who performed there whose name was Robert Randall. Um, you know, and he was a young singer. Um, and they got pregnant and she wanted to run away. But her father said, nope, sorry. I'm not cool with that. And used his criminal connections to have the singer killed when Johanna discovered what happened. She poisoned her father, then took her own life in the basement of the building. Uh, note Bobby Mackey's full name is Robert Randall Mackey. So also <clears throat> also he has a song johanna that tells that story so could that be a, a story he made up you never know um that would be something to ask you know it had a a bunch of rough rough years uh with a lot of fatal shootings um and a lot of bar fights maybe a lot of stabbings you know uh before bobby Mackey bought you know before it was, you know, closed in 1978. 
later that year, Bobby Mackey purchased it, cleaned it up, and turned it into a a music hall and, and a in a bar. Uh, and it luckily he he was you know a good performer and he did a lot of cool stuff that they enjoyed this place and it just took off. So. <clears throat> They have a lot of paranormal activity. Um, Again, I have to say this as a paranormal investigator. Sometimes, if and I haven't investigated this place, so I'm not saying that this is what they're doing, but I want everybody to be aware, when you go into a place, sometimes... There are stories that they will tell that are made up just to get, you know, just to get to patrons. And, you know, they, they tell the patrons that, you know, this is this and this is this and this is this and this is happening here and this happens here. And when you do this, this happens. And whenever you spin around three times and say this one's name, you see him in the mirror. It could be anything like that. Okay. Anything like that. And sometimes that's made up to fluff a haunting. Now a place may be haunted and these are just added stories to kind of give it a little spark. You know, it's a little uh, moose-bouche before the the big dinner. Um, you know, they're trying to, you know, entice you before you eat the, the main course. So it could be some of, the, of you know, a little fluffing. So, But as a good investigator, you need to listen to these and take them seriously and try to, you know, debunk them. Try to make sure that there's not another reason why these events happen. Um, And that's what a good paranormal investigator does. You don't go in to prove a haunting. You go in to disprove it. You go in to make sure that this place isn't haunted. And that this person's just hearing these things and they don't have an explanation and you're here to provide it. And and that's that's what a true paranormal... You're also, but you're also there to to see if any activity is happening, and to see if it's anything you can help with any any steps that need to be taken. You know, I'm just saying this. You know, this is the stuff you need to listen to and try and either dis. You need to try and disprove it because if you can't disprove it, then that's a haunting. You know, then you've got your haunting. So, uh, with that, uh, some believe that that abandoned well that was used in so many satanic rituals is a portal to hell. Uh, the stairs near the well in the old slaughterhouse have been deemed the stairs that lead to nowhere and phantom footsteps can often be heard on the stairs. Uh, now some believe that spirits can't cross flowing water. So the rare Northern current of the licking river may be keeping dark forces trapped inside the building. Uh, A former caretaker that lived in the apartment upstairs claims to have been demonically possessed by the spirits. His exorcism was performed in the club by a minister. Uh, So that is the caretaker that I was responding or talking about earlier. Um, A patron claims to have experienced a suffocating heat and a flying trash can and a man with a handlebar mustache repeating, die game, die. Uh, uh, Latin for dying well or dying good in the men's restroom. Uh, so here's Bobby Mackey's Bobby Mackey's wife claims to have been overcome by the scent of roses in the basement, grabbed around the waist, picked up and thrown down 
and pushed downstairs by a force that resembled sketches of Alonzo wailing, screaming, get out, get out. She refuses to set foot in the club again. Uh, Bobby Mackey claims not to be a believer, but he did write a song entitled Johanna about a young girl who committed suicide in the basement in the 1950s. Uh, Bobby Mackey's friend Doug Hensley wrote a book, Hell's Gate, which connects the events of the past with the hauntings of the present. And uh, uh, some people say that they get pictures of a headless ghost or a headless ghost in their pictures. Uh, and there are hot spots in certain locations. So a lot of these... Um, you can kind of go, okay, some of this is just, I mean, the, the, the Doug Hensley's book, that wasn't even actually an event. Uh, but it is interesting that his friend wrote a book about it and that you can get it. So get that and check that out. Honestly, you know, read it and, and see what you come up with in your own conclusion. Um, Another employee seen a very dark and very angry man behind the bar uh, and a spirit who called herself Johanna. So there you go. You've got another one of that. But here's a good one. Uh, the club manager claims that on several occasions she would go through the club and make sure everything was turned off and closed down for the night. Then hours later, she'd find the bar lights were on, the front doors were unlocked, and the jukebox would be playing the anniversary waltz, even though the jukebox was still unplugged and did contain that song. So I like that. I love that. I love when things are unplugged and they still play because that's just so, like, it's interesting. Is it a, you know, leftover charge that just happens to be boosting it and it's going to die out in a minute or two? Um, is it going to keep going? Is it a good, you know, is it a ghost? So that interests me. Um, I don't believe the Joanna one. Johanna, uh, it's a song. He he's done a song, Johanna. So, uh, that's that's real. That's real. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I really believe that story. I think that's a convenient. One. I mean, maybe a mobster did kill a guy who got his daughter pregnant. I I would believe that. Um, but I I don't know if I believe the Johanna part. I think that's just a convenient little piece for his song. You know, he probably, I, I, I don't know. He probably made that one up, you know, and, and tried to come up with something that was nice and neat and cute and clever. But honestly, I I don't believe that. I don't believe that her name was Johanna and she committed suicide in the basement. Um, or maybe this, the person did. You never know. But I think it's just a convenience for a song, to be honest. I don't think that there's any way that he uh, just happens to know all this stuff and it's convenient for a, a country music song. It's, uh, no, no. Anyways, so um, with with Bobby Mackey's music world, do I believe it's haunted? I, I don't know. 
Um, I think the blood and guts thrown down a well might, you know, have some kind of negative effect on a building. I do believe that maybe there might be a haunting there, especially if it was used for satanic ritual, something may have slipped through and attached itself and is just kind of cruising out there and messing with people and hurting them and possessing them. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I mean, if this barb guy that was possessed is, is telling the truth, then I would say, yeah, yeah. Maybe something attached itself to that place. Maybe all the stuff, maybe that dentist doctor weird dude did 100% open up, you know, and uh, cut that girl's head off and use it as a ritual, Um, you know, and it trapped some kind of demon there. That's a possibility. Do I believe it? No. I believe that the building may just have some kind of bad you know, bad juju and some kind of bad energy and connecting to it. I don't believe it's on it. I believe that he's possibly using some events that happen there and a possibility of a haunting to get people to come. Yes. Would I go? Absolutely. Would I love to experience it? Absolutely. You know, I'd love to go there and, you know, see something, but I just don't, I don't know. I think it's all convenience for him to, kind of play music too and have a, you know, a backstory to uh, the building he owns and make it special and get attention to come to his building. First of all, get people to come to your bar and then also have a cool backstory to it. So is there a reason to hoax it? Yes. Do I believe maybe that he's experienced something? Absolutely. I mean, there's a huge possibility that this place is 100% haunted, without a doubt. And that is because the well that they dumped animal parts in, Satanists, if they know about that, could use that to their advantage when the building's open and after it closes. Dumping people's body parts down there or, you know, anything like that would be an advantage because the next day it's going to get covered up by blood and guts and nobody's going to know. Because they're just going to open it up, dump, close. They're not going to sit there and, and chill out and look down in the pit of guts and blood. It's 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 basically dump, co- uh, un- you know, open the door, wheel the stuff in, uncover the hole, dump it in the hole, close the hole, back out of the room, take the scent-stopping rags out of your nose, and take a deep breath because you're out of the stinky pit room. So you could dump anything you want in there, any kind of dead body. So there's no telling how many crimes were committed and used that shoot to cover up. So you've got there, you've got like a, a, you know, a, a, tra- a traumatic death. So you've got a case for a haunting, you know, cause you know, traumatic death energy can be very strong. Um, there's tons of stuff, tons of stuff, tons of different studies. Um, but anyways, it can attach a spirit to a place. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, it's weird. I think, I honestly think that the other story about the, the, the dentist student, he actually, he did try to do an abortion on his girlfriend. 
and accidentally killed her. And then cut off her head and dumped it into the pit to cover it up so that people wouldn't know it was it was him. Uh, I believe that that's exactly what happened with that incident. Uh, do I believe that Satan worshipers used it? Maybe. Uh, or maybe, like I said, just some, you know, homeless people that went by train, you know, hobos. Maybe they used it and gathered around and they people saw that and freaked out. You know, it's not far-fetched, honestly. But I also believe that if you were using a pit with guts in it, if you're a, a Satan worshiper, that'd be a sweet place to dump your satanic ritual stuff. And you can cover it up easy. And then, of course, over time, people are going to, you know, pour stuff down there and you know, it fills in a little bit maybe and collapses and all that stuff. Never know. And then nobody knows what's in there because it's been covered up. I mean, I, I think it was it was covered and then had concrete covering it. So, anyways, all I'm saying is that there's a huge possibility there that bad stuff did happen and it caused bad energy to connect the place, maybe satanic rituals. Um, I think some of the stuff's just legend, though. Some of the stuff, not all. Uh, but you know that's that's you know that's for you guys to go in if you enjoyed this. Go research it further. Get the book Hell's Gate. Uh, you know, go Kentucky Records. See the you know see any records on the building. So any kind of newspaper clippings on the building, interesting rabbit hole to go down, interesting rabbit hole to go down. But that's it for the show, boys and girls. That's all the time we have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, come back and listen to more. I'm glad we've got the sound issue fixed because for a while that was driving me crazy. But um, anyways, hope you all enjoyed this and thank you once again for going down this paranormal rabbit hole with me. Thank you and good night, boys and girls. Enjoy.